0: Coming up, the Brooklyn Nets prepare for preseason game number one against the L.A. Lakers. We take a look at expectations for Ben Simmons. What is it going to be in the starting lineup? Darius Bazley with a chance to shine as Cameron Johnson will not be performing in game number one. And, yes, one Cam Thomas and even Dennis Smith Jr. Let's set the table, boys, coming up next. You are locked on Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Ah, yes, my friends, it is the Locked On Nets podcast we're right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. He's Doug Norrie. I'm Adam Armbrecht. We thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free on all those great platforms. And let you know, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use promo code On NBA to get $20 off your first purchase. And the first purchase that we're making, Doug, is a full buy-in on the Brooklyn Nets as they kick off preseason game number one against the Lakers. A lot of fun stuff to talk about because Cameron Johnson won't be in the lineup. It opens up some opportunities to get a look at some guys that that were brought in this offseason and still have question marks just around what they can be for this team.
1: Yeah, man, this is, uh, this is exciting. We're on the eve of basketball actually coming back. When you're re- listening to this, we're recording this Sunday morning. When you're listening to this, it's going to be less than – 24 hours, probably less than 12 by the time you listen to it, uh, coming for basketball, coming back into play. Sometimes preseason can just be sort of, you know, spinning the wheel territory in terms of just waiting to the regular season starts. And sometimes preseason can actually start telling you a bunch of stuff. And I think the Nets fall, I think we both feel, the Nets fall into the latter category here with us as fans and people that cover the team still sort of wondering what, the layout for this team even looks like. I'm curious if the team even knows what the layout for this team looks like. And there's just going to be a lot of stuff I think that we're going to be able to answer through eye test and through some rotational stuff within the first few minutes of this preseason game. And I think for a lot of teams in the NBA, you really can't say that.
0: Yeah, and a lot for a lot of teams in the NBA, it's just about getting through the preseason as opposed to really taking away concrete information, rotation or otherwise. And we start at the highest level. Listen, it has been an absolutely fantastic uh, offseason from a media perspective when it comes to one Ben Simmons. Now we will finally get the concrete sample size that confirms that he is 100% healthy, that the way they're talking about him in practices, driving downhill, attacking at the basket, everybody from Sean Marks all the way down to the last man on the bench, is saying Ben Simmons looks like the Ben Simmons of old. Yep. Now, how do we expect him to to perform? Because it, it, it is all hyperbole until he steps on the court, and this is the most meaningful basketball that he has played, and shows us right that he can get that ball in his hands, drive the basket, take contact, and look like a guy that can also orchestrate this offense for the Nets this season.
1: Look, from a talk perspective and from a narrative perspective, things couldn't have been any more positive about Simmons coming out of this uh, preseason. It seems like every single Nets player has had something nice to say about him, or like, you know, really positive to say, whether it's DFS talking about his speed or guys just talking about like just like the way he's reading and reacting or what he brings to the team Guys saying that like look the team sort of hinges on Simmons play was like a comment that did what he made and but a trending positive right and I think from a way from the from what we've seen from what we've heard about Simmons for whether from himself or independent folks on in and around the team or on the team it really just couldn't be any more positive and at the same time, is there anybody that you can think of in recent memory where it's like all eyes are going to be on what it actually looks like in a game within the first yeah. two minutes? And that we might have some like real judgmental stuff. I'm not sure it's fair, but maybe it is like judgmental stuff coming out of like literally whatever his first possession is <laughs> or something like that. Because we knew that he did not pass the eye test at- for a l- huge stretches last season. In yeah. terms of like what his health look like, what his aggressiveness look like, what his just like, just like looked like sort of a shell of himself from what we had seen in Philly. And I think that like it's fa- I don't know is it's fair. I think it's relevant to look at these first what happens here and sort of get a sense of like is what's been talked about him all preseason. Is that what's actually going to end up happening here in preseason and then going into the season? Because I think for Simmons, it's it's fascinating.
0: I, I think it's incredibly justifiable, right? Any Nets fan or and by any any NBA media, we are going to be justified in coming away from that initial session. And by the time we talk about the post game, we'll have the full sample size. Yeah. But if he comes out, and again, we, we know, we know, you, you mentioned the key term there, the eye test. The eye test told you that he was not capable of performing at the level that he needed to. Now, whether or not we thought, he flat out couldn't do it anymore or was it health or was it the injuries all these things right well those factors have all been taken off the table at least perceptually coming into this game so if those first two or three possessions look like a by guy, him by, by him by the way
1: by him like right. he's, the one, not, he's the one he's the one that said yeah no 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 right this isn't us just being like oh you know reading between the lines or trying to figure out coach and player speak they have all right. said he's a 100% healthy he is back yeah. to what he was. He is like this is the guy. Like so, we're not just. This isn't just like Narrative Street us kind of come up with some content. They've said this, yeah. And so from, we just put him, and- him. Go ahead. No, no, no,
0: from him and from the coach. And so to your point, right? Like not only has he come out and said it, but then also the organization has set the standard. He is ready to play basketball. So if those first things look timid, if he doesn't attack the paint, and even from, I mentioned there at the top, if orchestrating the offense does not look like the player that we've seen him be before, where he can draw the attention of the defense and provide open looks and easy shooting opportunities, and then let alone the defensive end, right? Because I think one of the things, if we're just focusing on Ben Simmons here at the top, and we'll talk about how he, other players like Nicholas Claxton are going to be fun to watch off of him as well. But remember, Ben Simmons is also an elite defensive player. That's actually as important and critical as anything that he's going to do orchestrating the offense for the Brooklyn Nets. And if you go back, the eye test didn't pass on that end either, right? He wasn't as quick to get out. There were moments, just like we saw sometimes offensively, where all of a sudden he got up into the body of a player and was really stifling and forced turnovers, and you thought, okay, there it is. But we didn't see the full Ben Simmons defensively. So if he doesn't show the ability to play aggressive defensive basketball while also not fouling, which was usually the thing that caught him in years past with mm-hmm. the Nets, again, all of these things, I think it is right. Right? You said like right or wrong, or can we justify it? Yeah, we can, because everyone is telling us that we should be able to look at him and judge him at the level of a player that has been an all-star athlete at the in the NBA. And that's the standard that we're setting coming in. And we need to see that in preseason game number one. We need to see something that gives confirmation and does not open the door for the speculation of, oh, is he not fully there yet? That would be concerning to me. Understanding just getting back to five on five basketball. But there's been enough in, in you know, training camp time for him to come out and look right.
1: Yeah. And look, again, this is not us just coming up with just different things to just you know try to pull things out of the clouds to try to figure out like what it is. This is all stuff that's said by him and it's all good. Like we're all, this has all been very yeah. encouraging. It's actually been made. It's made this, this off season um, a lot more palatable and exciting hearing some of this stuff because it, he is game. He does have game changing talent when he's a hundred percent for sure. Like they traded James Harden for him with the understanding that, you know, Harden who is still playing excellent. I know he wanted out, but like the, who was still an excellent player at that point. He was like, hey, we're getting Ben Simmons and and, and picks back because Ben Simmons is like an all NBA style player when he's right. Right. Again, it was not the case last season for, I think, reasons that were injury related. And I think some things that were not injury related too. But but let's just let's put most of it on injury. Now we're in a space where it's like, OK, that you've taken that off the table. Injuries can reoccur. So whatever. Like if you get hurt yep. again, you get hurt again. But we did hear positive stuff from Simmons coming out of in the preseason last year and it didn't play out. And there's like, so there's always going to be a certain percentage of me that just has to hold out till we see it I, I, as with anything. Right. It's like, yeah. And again, it's not like make a layup or miss a layup or make a free throw. I'm not, I'm not talking micro my, micro actions like this. It's like, what does it just look like physically? Is that is it lining up with what you're saying? is happening with you know overall in the macro and I think I, I, again just to go back to the beginning I think we're going to see a lot of that right away
0: and that's why coming up here in a second obviously along with Mikhail Bridges we assume Spencer Dinwiddie but Nicholas Claxton's going to be in this starting lineup how Ben Simmons plays off of them and also Darius basically in the absence of Cameron Johnson a chance for him to put together a sample size alongside key starters we'll get into
1: that in just one moment all right before we get to that I'll tell you about our friends over at game time look when you're thinking about buying tickets, concert, sporting event, play, you, you want the ticket buying thing to be easy because you want to go and do the fun thing, which is actually going to the event that you want to see. This is where game time comes in. They make it easy and you know, you're going to get hooked up with excellent prices as well. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets for the next big event. It's a, Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for everything sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. They even have killer last-minute deals. They've these all-in prices. You're going to be able to see the views from your seat. You're going to get their pr- best price guarantee as well. If you go over to game time right now, if you're in the New York area, you can grab Eagles Jets. That's coming up next Sunday, the 15th. A little preseason stuff they have going on in game time for the NBA. Concerts? Wheeler Walker Jr.? St. Paul and Broken Bones. Come on, stop at Game Time. That's, just, that's, enough. that's enough already. Go over to Game Time right now. Make the ticket buying experience fast and easy. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use the code LOCKED ON NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code LOCKED ON NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. All right, so as we continue the conversation around the Brooklyn Nets
0: and preseason game number one, West Coast, just like Doug Norrie and I like it against the Lakers to kick Ooh, things baby. off. We remind you, get over to subtext.com slash locked on Nets so you can be a part of the conversation. For less than a cup of coffee, friends, you could be talking to Doug Norrie and myself about all of the agonizing moments for Ben Simmons as he takes to the court. Free 14-day trial. subtext.com slash locked on Nets. And briefly before we get to actually what i think is very exciting and a guy that you talked about a couple of weeks ago when we were kind of listing players out of that group of new additions that we thought had a real chance or that we were most excited to see in darius Baisley. in that starting lineup i think the other thing let's let's dream a little dream doug ben simmons comes out and he looks right then the phase two of that is going to be not only how does he play obviously with mikhail bridges and how it helps open up the offense but nicholas claxton Right now, Ben Simmons said in a previous interview this offseason, give us 30 at Media Day, 30, 40 games when asked about getting with Nick Claxton, how that's going to develop. I thought that's a little long. Can we we call it 15? 15? Want to go 15, 20? I mean, half the season seems like by the time you figured it out, we might all know the season's over. So I didn't love the timeline, but. I do think we saw 82 games. We
1: should have this thing. We should have this finger figured out. We can get to 82. (laughs) Then we're all good.
0: Give me, give me anywhere from 45 to 82 games. And I feel pretty confident that we'll know one way or the other, what we've done. Um, But in watching some of the highlights, seeing Nick Claxton running the floor in transition, trying to set some guys up on perimeter shots. Like I do think that there's a really nice world here where the Ben Simmons influence, not only on the court with Nicholas Claxton's game in terms of working together, and working off of one another on the defensive and offensive end. I think it could also help Nicholas Claxton as he takes that next step, right? Because he is athletic. He can run the floor. Maybe Ben Simmons can start to infuse a little bit of those skill sets, getting other people open looks, drawing the attention to the defense. This is mostly specifically on the offensive end, I think. What are your expectations for that pairing when they're on the floor together?
1: All right, so obviously from like just... uh just like a spacing angle, this is not yep. an ideal pairing. Like this is actually su- very, very suboptimal, right? Because they just, neither of them really Always can start the court point. in dramatic ways. And so you are just going to constrict the defense. So I think that, I mean, it's very obvious that like this, these two guys, if you were just creating sort of like your perfect five-man basketball team and you had to put one of these two guys into it, you would not put the other guy into it because it was yep. just not, not, not to say that they shouldn't be playing Basketball, but like they just don't seem to play well. Their their skill sets do not really line up well together. I think that's obvious. I think that will is is you know problematic, right? The thing is though, with the Nets, the Nets are like not afforded the opportunity here to like create these perfect five man groups. They have so many flaws in sort of their overall makeup of their team that at that point you just are. I think it's imperative to just put them together and see what happens and try to find ways for it to work one right. the defensive angle of it will be probably will will push a little bit of the offensive worries away but you just have these two guys that you just have to play and I you, you really can't you can't afford to sacrifice one because it doesn't totally line up skill set wise so I think that like everyone would know you really have do not have to have watched basketball in the modern era I mean maybe like in a different day and age these guys would have paired well together but in the modern era, um you don't have to have watched watch much to know that this really probably this is not a perfect fit but I-, I just don't I just think the Nets have to do it I-, I think you just have to you have to live with it there are is a little bit less thing and then we can like kind of bat it back more but like there is a small sample size here these two have played together without I took Kyrie and Katie out of it because important guys like Kyrie and Katie are going to They're so amazing on offense that they will mask some of the the spacing problems. The sample size is super small. It's only like 67 minutes of Simmons and Claxton with no Kitty and Kyrie. It was horrible. It was horrible. It was like 90 offensive rating, 113 defensive rating. Again, it's 67 minutes. It's just 67 minutes, but I will say if it had been amazing, I would have used the number two. So like, I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to say that's going both ways. I would have said the number no matter what good or bad. Um, But you know, hopefully with Simmons is if we get 40 plus games, we'll get a bigger sample size. I, I, they have to do it, but I you'd be blind to not be able to see what the issues are
0: to, to your point. This is who are our best, you know, best five players, right? Yes. Best six players, best seven players, best eight players when you're making your roster and you're making rotation they're obviously in there, right? They're they're in the top four of the best players. So they play, right? And that, you know, to your point about not having necessarily the perfect roster construction, I think the big premise for these two guys playing together is going to be from a defensive perspective and how it can ignite the offense. If this is a team that can play really, as we think, suffocating defense at times, get turnovers and get out in transition, that's where I think this tandem succeeds because Nicholas Claxton can run the floor and Ben Simmons is excellent with the ball in his hands. So at that point, You can be talking about Claxton filling that lane, looking for the outlet pass, looking for the easy dunk, and then the perimeter shooters get their opportunities off of that. Now, once it gets set down and you get into half-court sets, that's where I think we're going to get a little bit funky. So, you know, what percentage of time can the Nets always be moving at pace with these two? At least early, that's going to be critical. And then you can start to think off of it as far as how they want to have ball movement um, from there. The other player then, as we work away from Nicholas Claxton, but also gets an opportunity here, And that's Darius Baisley. No Cameron Johnson. Listen, he said, it's no big deal. I am going to play in the preseason. The injury is a non-issue. Great. Love to hear it. In the meantime, though, he's not going to play game one. So you mentioned Darius Baisley as being a guy that you were excited to see here. And everything from the sample size, what we've seen from practices, he's one of the best athletes on the team, right? Ball in hand. He can do some things for you. I think he has the all-around game that piques your interest and says, okay, this is a guy that can really carve a role out for himself. And maybe this is the first sample of, a player that can have a role coming off the bench here sooner than later if he puts the best foot forward here with the starting unit.
1: It looks like he's going to start. I mean, as of us talking, Jock Vaughn has not released the starting lineup. I do think it's going to be Simmons, Dinwiddie, Baisley, Mikhail, and Claxton, right? Um, So this is, I think either way, Baisley's going to play a decent amount, but it sure seems like this is going to be this, right? Do we agree on that? Or does it, yeah, do you think, I mean, Orion Finney-Smith would be the
0: only other name you would mention. Yeah, and it just seems like they're leaning towards getting a sample on Darius here.
1: And it looked like, from if you just glean anything from these like five second practice video r- videos, mm-hmm. like who's running with who, this does look to be the case. Again, this is open for change. It could be DFS. Um, you know, you trade. You know, you probably increase your shooting a little bit. Maybe you give yourself a little bit more open court versatility with Baisley. I think that we're gonna. I, we're not. It's not like we're seeing thirty five minutes from each of these starters in this game. It's still preseason, so I think we're gonna get probably longer looks at. Some of these bench guys. But Basley's a guy, like you know, look, he's new to the new to the mix here. You probably want to give him a little bit more run if you think you have something. Um, if he can shoot 40% from three, like he did in a small sample size, uh, in his OKC run last year, then great. If he's a 31% free throw, uh, excuse me, three-point shooter, like he's been for his career, then the spacing issues that we just mentioned with Simmons and Claxton aren't necessarily solved with Darius right. Basley being on the court <laughs> either. So you're gonna have this theoretically super long team with basically one and a half go- or two guys who can shoot in Dinwiddie and Bridges. And that is not amazing from a scoring perspective, but it's preseason. We want to see Baisley. I would love for this among many things to happen. I would love for this one to hit. Like we've talked about guys yeah. in over the offseason, that like sort of a theme for the Nets is Take a you know, take a bunch of bites at that talent apple here and hope that someone comes through. And Baisley, if you look at him, checks as many boxes as anybody else here as a guy who could hit, <laughs> right? It's been yeah. in the league for a few years, is um sort of looking to maybe reinvent himself, but is still very, very young. You know, this he's only 23. This is a guy who I would love to see extended run from because either he's a piece for the future or he's a piece you can flip. And like, this is just the time to try to start to figure out if it's going to happen or not.
0: Yep, and the two angles for me are, again, transition basketball. It's going to be a theme for the yep. season for the Nets. I think he can see succeed there early, but then getting a sample size when he's on the ball and seeing what he can do, taking on defenders, that's the other wrinkle that a lot of guys on this roster can't really offer. We'll extend that conversation potentially here on Darius Baisley, but let's also turn our attention over to not only Cam Thomas, which we have some eyes on here coming out of our video samples, but also one Dennis Smith Jr., who seems to be saying all the right things in camp and is really actually bubbled up for me, As a critical defensive component that the Brooklyn Nets have lacked in previous seasons. We dive into that coming up next. All
1: right, before we get to that, tell you about our friends over at Jace Medical. When it comes to medical stuff, when it comes to your family, the worst thing you can be is unprepared. Have you been through this ourselves in the past? You've heard me talk about this over the past winter. We went through the round of strep that went through the entire family. Look, strep's one of those things. It's miserable when you have it, but when you have the antibiotics that can solve it, that is what you really need in those cases. You don't want to wrestle with appointments. You don't want to wrestle with getting the whole family to the doctor. You're sick, you need the antibiotics you need. It's sort of, you know, emergency kind of case. This is where the Jace case comes in. You're not going to be caught unprepared. Look, supply chain shortages, making appointments, pandemics, all this stuff can get in your way, but not with Jace Medical. They're going to send you what you need, doctor-created, doctor-service. You can talk to a medical professional uh, to get the advice that you need so you're going to get the right stuff. All you need to do, get $20 off on these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using the code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Calm, folks. This is the new future in medicine. This is making sure that you are prepared. Use the code locked on for twenty dollars off at jacemedical.com. All right. In addition to continuing the conversation around preseason game
0: number one, not only reminding about join subtext.com slash locked on nets to continue the conversation beyond the podcast, a friendly reminder. You're going to see us after this game, -game post-game live, the first of the upcoming season for Doug Norrie and myself over on YouTube. It's why you got to get the alerts turned on. So, you know, when we're going live, as soon as this one wraps, we'll come in. We'll sing the praises of Ben Simmons. We'll be elated by the performance of one Darius Baisley and everything will be right in Brooklyn Nets world. But also maybe Doug, we talked about this a couple episodes ago and said, dang it, the Cam Thomas experiment we'll just never get a sample size that we can sink our teeth into but if we want to take away anything from those practice samples it's that he is at least getting run he is at least getting an opportunity here before we talk dennis smith jr which i think is critical for this team this year do you think that we are that the cam thomas is going to get a chance are they being a little bit
1: cagey with the young star and what he could be for this team look I, this is the best time of year to read tea leaves because it's like anything can meet anything. They, <laughs> I, the Brooklyn official accounts have, they know what they're posting and they have posted multiple highlights of Cam Thomas uh, so far this year. Now, should we be in the business of taking what PR departments put on the line and then, you know, fill out our rotations accordingly? Probably not, but no. we've seen him running definitively with the second team they they've shown nice plays from him uh two of which were actually really nice passes um yes. that he made one was a uh, pick and roll lob to uh Daron and one was actually a transition where he passed where he looked off um over behind a defender and found a trailer so like i don't know nice little moments from him i think we're probably going to see him here I'm still always going to be hesitant about what the role is until we see it for longer stretches, because that's just what's happened. Like we have to you know, use our priors for this. <laughs> the priors yep. do not suggest that he has like a set role. But there's another one where we talked about, like we said, mentioned at the beginnings, Hey, Simmons is going to tell us a lot. We said the same thing about Cam Thomas is like preseason game is going to start to tell us what they at least are feeling right now about him. And if he's one of the first six guys in off, you know, sorry, one of the first seven guys, right? Like not starting, but first two guys off the bench, then we're like, okay, this at least is the starting plan to begin the year to give him a chance. If he's guy 10, (laughs) then that's not not going to be the case. Right. It's kind of that easy. It's kind of that easy. And I mean, is it that easy? You tell me, I mean, I don't want to like overstate this, but that's what it feels like to me. I I do I do tend
0: to agree with you. And I think it is right to say the same way with Ben Simmons for very different reasons. The first sample size we get from Cam Thomas is going to be very telling. If it looks like summer league Cam Thomas, you know, when he's jacking up 40 points and we are all, oh my goodness, he's so talented. But he's not interested in playing the team basketball that Jock Vaughn and the coaching staff is looking for, that's not going to be a great sample size. And likewise, if he's the 10th guy coming in, at a minimum, you would say that it asserts the idea that hey, You have Lonnie Walker ahead of you. You have, you know, Dennis Smith Jr., which we already assume is going to have a role, but you just, you're down the pecking order and you actually have to climb yourself out of a hole that you've been put into by this coaching staff. So, my preference here, our preference here, is that he is one of those top seven guys. Just basically, it means sink or swim, maybe, right? Hey, this is it. We're year number three. We've talked to you a lot. You know what the message is from the coaching staff. Go out and show that you can do that in game. And if you can, then the role is there for you. And if not, yeah, unfortunately, to many's frustration, he's not going to have as big a role as we would like him to coming into this year. The other player, then, that I think we take time to close out on here is Dennis Smith Jr. to me. He he is becoming now, he's the camp kind of favorite. He's saying all the right things. He's a very fun interview by all the media. So you enjoy that. The other thing that I think from a Dennis Smith Jr. perspective in this second unit and the skill set that he brings, and I thought about this on the defensive end, even when it's mixing and matching with some of the starters. Having a player in the backcourt that has not only the ability but also the high level skill set to fight under and over screens to be in the yeah. right spot when it comes to drop coverages from the bigs like Dennis Smith Jr. is actually going to help that defensive unit in a different way that when these switches come. It's not about just switching on to one of several easy matchups from the Patty Mills, maybe to the Cam Thomas's, to the Joe Harris's, right? I think one of the key focal points for the Nets was, let's not make it. We're not going to be a high-powered offense. We know that. But let's also make sure that we try to button up this defense. I think Dennis Smith Jr. represents that in a big way, let alone that he is a pure point guard setting the table for others when it comes to the offensive end. And maybe we see a very small but very complimentary backcourt in Cam Thomas and Dennis Smith Jr. in that
1: second unit. He'll allow them to play a little more drop coverage uh, for sure because they – and they've said they wanted to do this a little more. They switched everything last year, essentially one through five, um, outside of a few times with, like, Dayron where they didn't. But, like, for the most part, this was a 100% switching scheme. Um, To play drop, you need to have, one, a good rim protector, but, two, you need to have guards that can fight over stuff, right? And they have not really had a bunch of these guys – uh, for a while, like I'm trying to even think of the last David nawab I'm trying to think of the last guard, Javon Carter, I guess. Um, the and and Carter is another guy who's seen like his his worth his value go up as he gets the teams where that like you know like with Milwaukee, right? That's going to play drop with with Brook Lopez. So I, I think that you know on holidays, obviously, like the clearest example, Drew Holiday is the clearest example of this. Like in this case, Dennis Smith Jr. should he has definite flaws on the offensive end, but he should allow them to not have to switch everything. If that's going to be the case, and that is going to be helpful at times for their ability to rebound. It's going to be helpful mm-hmm. of their times to just maybe switch up the defensive coverage. Um, and if you re- if you've seen some of his quotes coming out of preseason, I mean, it just couldn't be any more positive. I and mean, this guy totally gets it. He came on set. He's like, I had to reinvent myself. I had to take a look at myself. I had to sort of humble myself. I'm paraphrasing humble myself to know that like to stick in this league, I was going to have to do certain things. And I thought they were going to be other things like, you know, beyond ball point guard score bunch. Right. It's like, no, nah, I got to do different stuff to be an NBA player. That's exactly yeah. what you want to hear from guys. Like this is exactly what probably some guys in the team just even need to hear <laughs> is that like, Hey, at some point you just got to be someone different than what you thought you were going to be. Yeah. It's a great addition. We loved it at the time. Everything he said this preseason has been so on the nose that, it just it doesn't seem like it can do anything else but trickle down. And I think that what he's going to bring on the court, too, is going to have that same effect. Yeah, and you need these guys. You need these guys that understand exactly what their role is supposed to be, right?
0: This isn't a Cam Thomas of, well, maybe I can be, or how can I go to? It's like, no, we actually just need some dudes that do very specific things for us on both ends of the court, and he can be that even if he's not the perfect player. Let's, let's run long here just for a, a couple minutes, maybe. Anybody else, just because it's the first preseason game, there are a lot of guys, like I'll just note, it sounds like from Jock Vaughn, they're going to give Dayron Sharp every chance to claim that backup yeah. five role for this team, but I think that that's tentative, right? We know the small ball possibilities that could be coming for this roster. Going to be watching for him. I'm very curious if Royce O'Neal, like where, where is he in the pecking order of guys coming off the bench? We talk about, you know, what number do you come in? That'll tell us a little bit, a little bit of clarity about going to the regular season. Likewise for a Dorian Finney Smith. There, there are other players here that I think even if they're experienced or maybe a guy in the cusp like Dayron that I want to keep an eye on. Is there anyone else that jumps out to you or is there any other, you know, positional watch that you want to have on here as we go to this game?
1: I'm curious to see what they think of Watford, you know, like he's a guy I mean, I that harling. Yeah. Yeah, like he's a guy. It's not guaranteed right now, so we're not really sure. But like of all the non guaranteed guys, like he feels like that they could probably use a dude like him at some point. Still really, really young. I'm frankly not interested in like the Royce O'Neal and DFS stuff. I'm actually interested to see them move on from those guys. And it's nothing about I'm those. Guys. To see them be yeah the eleventh and twelfth guys coming in, right? Like I, the, I which don't is not really going to be the case. It's, that's not going to be the case. Like yeah. it's and, and and it shouldn't be. Like they're they're you know talent wise they should play. It's just like, you can just see how it's like an odd match with like where they are in their careers and maybe what the Nets and what we're sort of hoping for the nets right now. I think mm-hmm. I could see a case where there's going to be times this season where that even might be frustrating for us to be saying, okay, look, we know what these guys are. We know what this team is like, let's move in different directions. we will see. But, in general, yeah, I'm curious to see like where Watford is. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see too much of Clowney um just because I just think I just get this feeling that that's like pretty far behind. We haven't seen much of Lonnie Walker in this that preseason. Be my one. Just, but what, what, again, what he, right? that's one where I don't want to do go to the tail of the very short PR tape and decide like that this is there's no thing. But um right. so I'm curious to see like where he kind of lands in this. I, I could see. I, I don't think he, like he's easily a guy I could see like 10th guy right now. Right. Like yeah. um if, and that's, and that's just, if we're looking at, we just, we just mentioned 10 guys, <laughs> right. Yeah. And they, and they all can make cases for why they should play. So I don't know. I, I think it's just in general. And I, this is a little bit of a cop-out, but I, I'm mostly just seeing what story we can tell ourselves just by what the first, you know, what the starting lineup is and what the first five moves off the bench are. Cause you know, look, you. <laughs> These guys, these teams roll deep. Like the the, the Warriors played thirty seven guys in the first. It seemed like in the first preseason game uh, on Friday or on Saturday. So maybe we'll get decent looks at all these guys. But it's I'm curious about the order in which it happens. I guess. Yeah,
0: that's the thing for me. You mentioned Watford and some of these guys, and and really what we want, and this is different than the Warriors. There's a lot to figure out for the Brooklyn Nets in this preseason. So give me the sample size. Show me everybody in whatever order you want, and then we can start to build out from there. Is what makes for, uh, I think, for me anyway, one of the more exciting, it's different, but one of the more exciting off-seasons going to the regular seasons for the Brooklyn Nets because there's so many potential storylines that could turn out to be very positive for these Nets.
1: All right. We're going to get out of here. A couple things. Look, make sure you join subtext.com slash locked on nets, join the nets conversation from that point of view. And like Adam said before, go subscribe to YouTube. We're going to be going live right after this game late because it's on the West coast, uh, nine o'clock start, but that's okay. We're going to, we'll, we'll drink some coffee and we're going to be up late, mixing it up, talking nets, make sure you are over on YouTube, uh, locked on nets. We'll put all these links in the show notes. Can't wait to start talking nets basketball. It's oh, It's right around the corner, baby. Starting the NBA season feels like coming home, and the thrill of coming home has never changed. That's Guy Pierce. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Uh, One of the all-time great all-time poets. We're back you again. Yeah. Well, yeah. My bad. Yeah, I got a little. I got caught up in thinking about something else there at the end because in my <laughs> mind the show was over, but in reality the show is not over. One of the all-time <laughs> great poets. We're we'll back again later on tonight if you're listening on the podcast feed. Talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball. Basketball. basketball.